0: Each year at this time, our town holds a used book sale at the local library. Like Jesus' sojourn in the grave, it usually lasts for three days. Hardcover books sell for $2, softcover books are $1, and paperbacks are $0.50. On the third day, the books aren't resurrected. They're left on the lawn for those who pass by to take home for free. I look forward to the sale every year. As a reader, I love it. Especially on the third day, when I can take as many books as I like for nothing. i found books by my favorite authors, Bible commentaries, even a few obscure reference books. But as a writer, the sale always makes me a little melancholy. There's something about the experience that always makes me think of the grave. I recognize many of the names on the books. I can remember shelving them when I was a student in seminary and worked for B. Dalton Bookseller at a local shopping mall. There are books about leadership, books about spirituality, cookbooks, and out-of-date computer manuals. There are novels, of course, boxes and boxes of novels and series of novels. Almost any type of book that you can imagine. Many of the titles I see as I wander among the boxes were the IT books of their day. At one time, they graced the shelves of bookstores or in someone's home, with shiny jackets and unfrayed corners. Now, cast down from their former glory, they lie discarded on the library lawn. No one will buy them, even at a discount. You can't even give them away. After a few days, the remainders will be consigned to the recycling bin. I suppose this view is pessimistic. Some would marvel at the longevity of these books. After all, these are only the books that didn't get sold. A few days earlier, hundreds of people were handing over their dollars and quarters and extending the shelf life of these old books. They carried them away by the bag full. Many of the leftovers still found a home. The day after the sale, I saw a woman crossing the street with both arms loaded down with free books that she'd retrieved from the library lawn. So what if the leftovers are recycled? Recycling's good for the environment. But I find myself wondering how the authors would feel to see their books in the sale. Maybe they'd be happy about it. After all, the more popular the book was in its day, the more likely it is to end up in the used book sale. Most writers want to be read, even if they don't get the proceeds from the sale of their used book. Besides, all the books in the sale were purchased by somebody at some point. Everybody wins in the end. Still, there is something about the library book sale that reminds me of the preacher's lament in the book of Ecclesiastes. It all seems like vanity. When the preacher speaks of vanity, he's not talking about pride, but futility. Of making many books there is no end, and much study wearies the body, he says in Ecclesiastes 12.12. The more the words, the less the meaning, and how does that profit anyone? He complains in Ecclesiastes 6.12. There's nothing new under the sun, he says. As I scan the spines of these books, I see names that I recognize and wonder what happened to them. Some are still writing, of course. Some are dead. But many have passed into obscurity. Their 15 minutes of fame is over. Some are easily forgotten, but others deserve better. On more than one occasion, after the sale is over, I've come across books by Annie Dillard in the discard pile. She's one of my favorite authors, and it disturbs me to see her work lying there. I feel that I should rescue it, even though I already have copies at home. Would she be bothered to see her book lying abandoned in the grass? A while back, I read an article in The Atlantic which purported to explain why Dillard doesn't write anymore. But after reading the piece, it seemed to me to be only a survey of her work mixed with speculation and a few backhanded compliments. I think I remember seeing a quote from Dillard somewhere in which she said, Nobody wants to read the kind of books she writes anymore. But I don't remember where I saw it, and I can't find it on the internet. Which as everyone knows means the quote probably doesn't exist. Even if I could find it there, that doesn't mean that it was legitimate. Dillard's personal website offers no real insight into the question either. I can no longer travel, can't meet with strangers, can't sign books but will sign labels with self-addressed stamped envelopes, can't write by request, and can't answer letters, she says. I've got to read and concentrate. Why? Beats me. She seems to have gone into seclusion, like Bob Dylan in Woodstock after his motorcycle accident. When I was a young writer, two of my great ambitions were to write an article for an academic publication in which I quoted myself, and to publish an article in Leadership Journal in which I quoted Annie Dillard. Both ambitions, I suppose, sprang from vanity. Not the sort the preacher talks about in Ecclesiastes, but the other kind. On more than one occasion, I tried to imitate Dillard's style, but found that I lacked her patience of observation. To some of us, a frog is just a frog. Eventually, every writer's voice grows silent. Either we run out of ideas, or we lose our platform, or maybe we die. The majority of those who want to write never do. Most of those who do write never get published. Of those who do get published, only a few gain recognition. Then, after a few years in the sunshine, their books are left on the library lawn. The preacher of Ecclesiastes is right. Nevertheless, I can't help feeling a little guilty about abandoning Annie Dillard there. Today I wish I had picked up her book and brought it home. I'm sure that I could have found space next to the two other copies that I already have on my shelf. On the other hand, I wonder why I didn't feel a similar compulsion to rescue books by Shakespeare or Ernest Hemingway or John Steinbeck or J.R.R. Tolkien or Dorothy Sayers that I saw lying nearby. I saw a few books by one of my friends, too. And didn't feel a need to reclaim those. A couple of years ago my wife Jane was sorting through the stacks and came across one of my books. Instead of buying it she decided to leave it for someone else. I'm pretty sure it ended up on the library lawn. I guess it's okay if it did. At least it was in good company.